Greetings from Loonsville. This is Sid, and I'm here with Jeff. What's up? We decided we were going to do Richard Stanley week. It's going to be boring. There's nothing to talk about. (laughs) All three movies. Yes. Which, those three movies have probably put him on my favorite living directors list if I had a top five. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing that his three movies top some of the fucking 10 to 15 other people can put out. Fucking eh. The, I don't know. And even before his last movie, which we'll get to, the, just his first two movies still would be in my favorite living directors. Yeah, well, I mean, Color Out just came out, so. Yeah. He didn't even, he didn't so, even need that, but it's a strong fucking comeback. Oh, yeah. That comeback kicks you in the nuts. So these movies, we're only going to talk about the fictional theatrical releases. We're not going to go through the documentaries and the stuff that he's done other than like things he's written and directed. Or was supposed to. Because <laughs> we are going to do Island yeah. in Rock and so... Yeah, we're going to do that, but we're going to do that with uh, Dr. Moreau. Original OG-77. Yeah, well... Different plot lines, same story base. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do the 77 and the... Was it 94? Uh, 95? 96. And 95. I'm going to go with 96. I don't have my, uh, my Googler on me, but... I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fairly certain. Oh, you know what? Why don't I just look? Ah, it is 96. Really suck it. Is it 96? All right. So, the Moreau, those will be a different section. I will probably do a double uh, feature one night with those. Yeah, we're not gonna include that with the Richard Stanley week, but we might. we're going to talk about some of the Richard Stanley stuff once we get to that movie. Yeah. But right now we're just going to talk about the three movies that he wrote and directed. And we're starting with Hardware. Yes. Psychotic fucking robot. <laughs> robot. That's uh, almost as creepy as the guy that lives across the street. <laughs> right. That fucking dude's creep. He's the most effective creep. And like movie, yeah. History. You want to see a perv that creeps you out in a film? Watch Hardware because that guy gives me the fuck creeps. He can make anyone's skin crawl, and that's a. And the fucking dude's a great actor. I think that's one of the reasons why he's so like great at being a creep. <laughs> he's in a shit ton of movies. He plays Eckhart in Batman, the Tim Burton Batman, and he's like he's in these bigger movies too and he's good at being extremely creepy you gotta wonder if he just is extremely creepy cause he's almost too good well yeah sometimes you think 
sometimes when you're watching, you're like, that can't be a part of the script. <laughs> this dude's fucking making it up as he's going. Because he knows. He is. He's being himself. Yeah, either that or he's got some creeps in his family because he's... Dude, he sells it. I oh, yeah. Like, his creepiness is... It's got creepiness. <laughs> so hardware is based off of um, a story from 2080 comics. And... Um, well, there was copyright issues and they were sued for this movie. <laughs> so now they have to put the credit that it's based off of this story. Richard Stanley don't give no fucks. He make movie. Well, <laughs> yeah. A lot of his movies have copyright issues and we'll probably get into it more once we get to Dust Devil. But let's go ahead and start on hardware about the plot um it's a very simple plot it, yeah yeah it's it's pretty cut and the dry the plot itself robot but, he kills well it's <laughs> boyfriend finds or buys robot part robot goes man crazy falls in, in love man buys woman gift gift destroys world <laughs> it's a tale as old as time but the world itself seems like it's lived in and... Lived in. It, it seems for, like mankind destroyed itself by polluting the earth. Yeah, we, we went through a nuclear war in this movie and everything's radiated. Um, one of the main characters, well, not main character, but side character, Shades, he always, he's usually working on satellites up in space. So when he's down on Earth, he has to wear sunglasses for his eyes to adjust. Yeah, that guy. We'll get into that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Mo, which is the main character's boyfriend who buys the head of the Mark 13. Yes. And gives it to his girlfriend. Mo is Jill's boyfriend. Jill is our pretty much main character majority of the movie after Mo and Shades start to make their way back from finding parts out in the fucking, I don't know what you would call it. The outer zone, I think that's yeah. what it's called. The outlying little area beyond the city where where it's extremely radiated. The majority of people are. So they find, or a uh, scavenger, or um, what do they call him? Oh, He's a, uh, um, um, God, it does start with an S. Like, I can't remember. Um, yeah, who cares? This guy that's pretty much a traveling <laughs> picker, he goes around everywhere. He doesn't give a fuck about radiation. And he finds parts. He has a mask. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yes, to get into detail, he has protective gear that's covering his body. He's got an oxygen thing and all this shit, but he um, he's pretty much picking up the shit people can't find because they won't go out there. They don't have the means. And he brings a merchant um, ahead of an android. Well, 
more than I had. He brings the whole thing, but all the pieces that he found. But Mo buys the head. Yes. So he brings the head to his girlfriend, and his girlfriend turns it into an art piece. <laughs> yeah. Art piece. All. <laughs> No, it actually, it does look really cool. I just laugh about that because she uses little dolls that Shades brought back in a crate on this robot when she turns it into an art piece and she torches them with this blowtorch and she makes this dude look all fucking kind of punk rock creepy. Paints his face up all nice. It's actually, it looks pretty fucking sweet. Looks cool as hell, but um, this just starts a conversation about having babies and that goes into the what the mark 13 really is because the other guy who has the rest of the parts finds out what this robot was actually meant to be and he's meant for population control (laughs) yes he is programmed to murder pretty much everything I, i don't get how it's population control i mean they don't. They don't have it programmed to stop. <laughs> no, it, it. That's what it is, though. It's supposed to wipe out like certain amount of people, so there's population control. Plus, it has a little drill dig, I guess. Right. No, something. I was more or less saying that, um, <laughs> like after it gets rebuilt, when it was initialized, people were, uh, I guess, watching over them. You know, making sure that a certain number was reached, but they're programmed to hit a number. And it's been dismantled in the fucking wastelands for who knows how long. It it doesn't know how yeah. many people are left, and it's still going to go for that number. If there's only 40 people left and it was programmed to kill 800, you know, it's just going to wipe out everybody. Yeah, and this, uh, the reason why this robot was... This prototype was discontinued was because it has a weakness to moisture. Yes. Which takes them the entire movie to figure out. Which they know the entire <laughs> movie. Well, at least Mo does. Yeah, yeah. He listened to the recording. Yeah, he does. He, yeah, I'm going to totally jump ahead to the end of the movie. I don't want to do that yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I like the fact that the robot itself it injects you with Neurotoxin. This, it neurotoxin that like it makes you enjoy dying, and the way they explain it is it tastes like apple pie. <laughs> yeah, it it almost <laughs> urges them to to die, like it would be the sweetest release. But they are high as fuck. <laughs> They're higher than shades, man, and that dude is torched. <laughs> the major, the majority the only- of the movie. Well, the only person not high in this movie is yeah. Mo. Well, and because um, but yeah, yeah, but Jill, Jill is Jill's constantly burning stoned for sure. Yeah, she's got government issued uh, marijuana cigarettes. She is totally fucking baked all the time. So on the news, you hear different things that are going on in the world. And you also have a radio show that's also filling you in on what's going on. <laughs> everybody in the world. did. How's everybody doing? 
No, they actually, uh, the, the, the radio news. show. There uh, ain't no fucking good news. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to WAR Radio. <laughs> so that's Iggy Pop. Yeah. And uh, speaking of other then musicians and his shit, own music. Um, Lemmy Have you is noticed? in the movie as yeah. well. He's a cab driver, right, in the movie. He delivers Mo from the wastelands back to the city. And he insists that they check out some music on the radio that's pretty cool in its motorhead. Yeah, but have you noticed Iggy Pop? Once he plays hit music, it's also yeah, Iggy yeah. Pop. <laughs> They're all just Totally like, promoting their own shit. It, they pretty much did that movie for self-promotion. Yeah, I don't know. They must have liked oh, it. Oh, I'm sure they did. You, you know, I know Lemmy did, for sure. Oh, yeah. He got his bottle of whiskey out yeah. of it. He loved doing that shit. Oh, yeah. So... He did, uh, I'm sorry, fucking, um, he, he did so many cameos, Lemmy, like, it's, it's funny if you watch movies through the 90s, you can pick him out in just about, fuck, a movie or two a year, just playing himself pretty much, but he's not, you know, he he would just show up, it's fucking amazing, that's pretty much what you feel like, like, Lemmy just walked on your set and was like, hey, let me get a bottle of whiskey, fucking, you know, I'll do this part. And, yeah, then you got Lemmy just on scene yeah. saying some random shit. But then you had, um, so what they were trying to explain through the radio show and uh, the news reports is that it's extremely radiated in certain zones. And the government has done a population control act that will... um is kind of like um, a bisect, a chemical bisectomy or something. Yeah. They don't want people having kids because they don't want to spread yeah. radiated babies. It's. Yeah, it's a big Yeah. Thing. So, even in like the first few minutes, they explain what's going on in this world. So you kind of understand pretty well where they're at. And I think they did a good job of making this, even with such a simple story. It's, they made it yeah. feel like a movie. It's it is it's well done. It's it's weird because it has a like a grand kind of feel to it, but it's it's really close shot in narrow quarters, except for that bathroom. And then <laughs> it's um yeah, just the scope of it and the set design and all of the, the production of is it's almost like um like Ridley, you know, like with Alien and shit. Like he built all those fucking sets. In the eighties, nineties green screens weren't really a thing, so set building was mm-hmm. Amazing. It still is for people like that. Just not a lot of people still utilize the skills that were perfected over decades of work. Why would we fucking do that when we could put a green screen on a wall and just pretend? Well, it's weird because after, um, well, after Alien and stuff like that, every movie tried to copy that, and it was um, the bluish color. Yeah, the the filter that he has. Yeah, and Richard Stanley uses a lot of reds Mm -hmm. and... um, 
different colors than that. I mean, they came out like this is after Alien, so most movies after that were all like blue filter. Yeah, and it doesn't work for a lot of them because, um, well, they they got it right later on in the decade. I'll give them that, but the blue filter is meant to make something feel cold and kind of enhance the darkness because high def wasn't a thing. Yeah. But, um, but in, in this is still dark, but it's yeah. like a red and color. Red is a, lot of red a filter used for intensity and fucking, it, it's weird. There's, there's a whole thing on it, but that's, that's yeah. why he, he did it right. Had he put a blue filter on these movies, they would not have the same feel. <laughs> It's it's weird how that kind of thing affects you. And if you watch one of the movies that came out with a blue filter that shouldn't have it, it's it's weird because you get this cold kind of almost gross, intense feeling the whole time you're watching scenes. Yeah, when you shouldn't. <laughs> and it it works for Alien because that blue filter is primarily used, or or noticed, I should say, in the lesser lit and close quarter scenes between Ripley and the alien or the alien and other people. And the rest of the time when they're in like well-lit areas, you don't really notice it. But if you watch an entire movie shot like that, (laughs) you definitely notice it. But it took the claustrophobic fill of... That's the word I was looking for. Claustrophobic. Thank you. Cold and claustrophobic. Fuck. Yes. But he takes that fill and... And it works like it. Um, it's it's almost a slasher movie with a killer robot. Oh yeah, it's one killer robot. But it, I mean, it works. Like you, no, have, it's a good um, movie. It's a good plot line. I fucking, I would definitely actually consider it to be a slasher, a dystopian slasher. It's kind of uh, unique, I guess, if you list it as a slasher. But I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't be able to do that just because it's a fucking robot. <clears throat> right. You have zombies and shit being slashed. So. Right. And I mean, people have considered Terminator to be a horror movie. So I could see the first one being. The yeah. I'm talking about movie. the original. Yeah. So, I mean, I could, I could definitely go with a, a robot slasher because yeah. I mean, if Terminator's a horror movie, then this robot's a fucking slasher. And this robot only really kills, what, a couple people? Um, I mean, physically, like, with his robotic parts. Shit. Well, Most you of got, the other time, you just fucking with the um, you got, door. Uh, you cut somebody in half with the well, door. Well, yeah, I guess. Physically, yeah, I think only pervert. two. Yeah, he kills the pervert. Actually, he didn't even kill the other guy. He just cut him in half with a chainsaw. He was already shot in the yeah. head. Yeah. But, um, yeah, talk about spoiler alert, foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing spoilers. Yeah, the, the, this movie was... the robot definitely, um, yeah, he kills the pervert in, in grand fashion. I, that's, yeah. that's one of the better deaths, especially because it's so well-deserved. I mean, that guy is really fucking creepy. The whole movie, yeah. he's calling her, harassing her on the phone, saying weird shit, like, 
Are you ready to do butt stuff? You want me to pull popcorn out your ass? You know, each kernel one by one. Would you like that? <laughs> and pop, pop, fucking, pop, pop, pop. This dude is super creepy. And he's got an infrared camera. He's watching her have sex and shit and commenting on it the whole time with just the most perverse shit oh. you could hear. Speaking of um, infrared, that's how this robot sees. And um, it's a lot different than most um, infrared that you see in most movies. It's... um. It's an extreme level. Like, if it's a little cold, it's fucking blue in this. It's not, like, a little bit of heat or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's he doesn't have really good, uh, like, heat intensity. It's just, if it's hot, it's hot. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. He sees red or blue. Which, which works in this. It's not realistic, but it works for this. It's not like Predator or anything where you need to see every little thing. It's... Pretty, like, all right, well, this has warmth to it. This is what I'm supposed to go after. Yep, kill the hot shit. I think that's why the robot was programmed with such a difference in temperature intensity. So that if anything is is hot, he's drawn to it. Like, not the level of heat. He doesn't, you know, if you have a heartbeat, he'll just fucking, if you're a radiator, <laughs> he's going to kill it. <laughs> yeah. So this robot's called the Mark 13, yes. which I think we said. And that's from a passage in the Bible, which Mo is religious, and that's how he's told that the name of the thing is the, somebody calls him, the chop shop guy calls him and says, bring the Mark 13 parts because we can make some good money. And he... um He's like, the what? It was like the Mark 13. It was like, I've heard that before. So he looks in his Bible, and it's no, what? The no flesh shall be spared? Yes, no flesh shall be spared. So it all go, gets wrapped up into the population control thing. and um, Which is Mark or Matthew, depending. Yeah. I I believe um, in like uh, Hebrew or whatever, it's Mark. Mm -hmm. And I think in Christianity, it's Matthew or Catholicism. I can't fucking remember. I know it's 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 Mark and Matthew, depending. But that's yeah. That is the um, yeah. The actual Bible scripture. It's Mark 13. It's Matthew 22 or 24. I'm not entirely sure on that. I'd also not like to get into why the fuck <laughs> I know Bible scripture. It's all yeah, from horror probably. movies, dude. No lie. <laughs> like fucking really? watching I The actually... Exorcist and Devil's Advocate. And just we watched, what, three movies in the last week? through slasher that all had bible passages because i picked two for lent we watched stigmata and end of days oh yeah like yeah every everything i get dracula the remake dracula 2000 mm -hmm. whole religious fucking yeah i'm glad that that's your reason because i actually read the book and that makes me feel like i'm um... <laughs> no actually i have read the bible a few times 
Yeah. So, yeah, it's a book. Uh, yeah. We're not going to talk about that. We're <laughs> that's a tangent. No, I will not touch on not. the podcast. I, I I actually am yeah. very spiritual, though. I I do believe in a higher power. Okay. And well, I still wear my fair. crucifix like every day. I bought my son a crucifix um, when he was born. I have not taken it off since. <laughs> but. Well, that's not. I mean, that's always. I, I'm not. Like I'm not religious by people believe by means. Stuff. I'm not either. I, I believe that that separates people, and the point of it is supposed to be to unite each other. And I think, um, yeah, yeah, I think peace and love, man. Well, yeah, buddy. All right, so everybody's <laughs> like this fucking this about a killer robot. I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't like this asshole no more. <laughs> Yeah, fuck this hippie, and he's talking about a killer robot. Killer robots are the shit. <laughs> All right, so. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. This whole movie, we know this robot's weakness. Yeah. And Mo knows the robot's weakness, but for some reason, he busts in and starts shooting at it. <laughs> no. I, oh my God. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I guess, should we go to. Yeah. So, he finds well, out we, what this we, robot we is, uh... and he he finds out Jill's in trouble. We didn't do we didn't do the death. We can't we can't jump to Mo fucking shooting at the robot. Cause so creepy asshole neighbor, right? Okay, so to go all the way back, Mo goes out of town because the fucking dude that gave him the robot finds out how serious this thing is of a killer. And he calls Mo and instead of telling him over the phone, he fucking Well, there's too many ears. Yeah, he, he goes over there, which is in the fucking wasteland. So Mo, you know, he has to grab the boat, whatever, go. He's gone. He's far away. The robot gets into the chick's house, and the creep across the street sees well, it. Robot rebuilds well, itself. Yeah, I guess out. I should have said that. He's already in there. She put him together and made him look awesome. So a creepy dude across the seat sees this thing fucking trying to kill her, but can't tell what it is through the infrared. He just sees its its eyes after a minute. So he gets yeah. up and he goes over there to help her. He's all perving on her, trying to get her boobs out and shit. And then they go in the room. Pervy guy fucking resets her security system. It's super pervy the whole time. I couldn't say perv enough when this guy is in a scene. It's the fucking creepiest thing you'll watch ever. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. And I've seen some weird shit. So oh, I've seen some weird shit, too. And this guy delivers. <laughs> he <creepiness>. does. <laughs> this dude is like, oh, your blinds are closed. We can't have that. You got to be able to see if Santa's coming. No lie. That's the fucking yeah. line. Santa's a dick. So Santa's always we, a dick. Get, we get, I had to throw it in there. Santa's a dick. So uh, this dude. <laughs> edit the fuck out of this. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Jacob's Ladder 2020 president. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this dude goes to open her blinds. And, of course, there's the robot. So the robot. Rawr. Ties tentacles around this dude's legs, lifts him into the air, grabs him by the face, pushes his fingers through the creep's fucking eye sockets. It's and then drills yeah, into him. With it, it's fucking... so fucking pleasantly brutal. And then he puts a drill inside of him, and then he tackles him to the ground and starts bashing his head in on the floor. Like he really fucking kills this dude a lot. And it's oh my god. It's the most satisfying death in in any movie with a creepy, perverted dude in it that is just creepy, pervy, I think it, nasty. 
I think it only works because he's such a good pervert. Yeah. He's such I mean, a he good, sells like, it really creep. fucking well, but the death is... Like, oh even God. in some movies so where they have a creepy guy, you're like, that dude's a creep. This one, you're like, fuck. Well, yeah. <laughs> he fucking... He makes creeps look like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he... He fucking looks look he makes like you know the dudes in wrong turn or hills have eyes? Like <laughs> those dudes could be on fucking Mr. Rogers compared to this guy. And right. yeah. One of them would be Dude, you would gladly go hang out with the cannibals in the hills. Yeah. <laughs> you, you You'd want them. He would fit in with deliverance and stuff like that. Like he's Yeah. That's a good one, too. You fucking... Yeah, he'd give a lot of fucking creeps a run for their money. He is so... Uh, you you could have an entire fucking episode just talking about this dude's perv level. Because it is off the charts. And just knowing that he plays a cop in Batman is fucking <laughs> like, weird, too. Yeah. Well... He's also in... Death Machine, he's going to be in Dust Devil. He's in a lot of movies. He's a good actor. He is. He sells it. No matter what he's doing, he's... He fucking... He definitely brings it. I don't don't want to know how he got in character for this role, but... um, Smoked a lot of cigarettes. He's (laughs) next level. For sure, right. <laughs> his death, his death scene, so rewarding for it. I can't say it enough. Yeah, his death scene—that must be the reason why he's so pervy. Yeah, to sell that fucking it, wh- scene. All right, dude, I'm gonna need you to because step it's the not a lot of up, like, Turn it up to eleven, because we're gonna murder the fuck out of you, and I need it to not get us a, an X rating. Yeah. Yeah, that like, there's not a lot of deaths in the movie. There's a few. Yeah, there's... And his is the goriest. Yeah. I, I think it's the other strongest the... death in there. I mean, even the chief getting... Uh, so when they break into the apartment to save Jill, um, the chief gets stuck in some shutter doors, like blast doors on the front of her apartment, mm-hmm. and the robot's fucking with the controls. So he shuts them on the chief mid-torso, and mm-hmm. then he opens them and slams them shut and cuts the chief clean in half. Which causes him to shoot his gun <laughs> and shoots, shoots yeah, he, his fucking partner he shoots or whatever. One of his, his officers <laughs> right in the fucking face. But even the chief's yeah. death getting sliced in half isn't comparable to the fucking nature of the perv's death. And he's got no, guts all have... over the place, blood splatter, headshot to the buddy. Well, not only did the perv get like fingers in the eye, he got the drill yeah. into his gut. And then he got his head bashed <laughs> all over the fucking floor. So then Mo has is trying to save Jill by shooting a fucking shotgun Jill. at the robot. So this is even before the sheriff dude gets cut in half. They, they bust in and sh- shoot at him. Things disappeared. Jill's pissed off at Mo because he was late, but he called Shades to go check on her. But Shades had just came home from 
being out in space and decided to drop some acid. <laughs> as one does. Yeah, you know, just let me drop that. <laughs> you fucking do it. Shades, oh man, that's why I said it in the beginning. He is, he is just the highest motherfucker in the whole movie, dude. Because he starts with, you know, just being stoned and shit and just far out mm. there anyway because he's not really on the planet a lot. And then, yeah, as soon as he comes down from being a stoner, he fucking, he's dropping acid. And he's just like, I got this, bro. <laughs> and then he, Time to get he, some he, he doesn't got it, dude. He hits the <laughs> dirt right away. Yeah. He's fucking, oh, my God. Yeah, he's a high case. It's great. So he, he shows up later, and they... The robot disappears, then shows back up, and... The doors keep <laughs> opening and closing, and Shades is just looking at it like he's... You know when you were playing... Like when we were kids, and we were playing, like, Super Mario Brothers... Or something that you had a time. Yeah, any game like, where you're going through shutting truck. doors repeatedly, <laughs> just bobbing back and forth, yes. fucking standing there. Or the, or the blades or whatever the um, shit. It's like jump rope. The pendulum blades. Oh yeah, pendulums. <laughs> and he's just sitting there watching it, and finally he jumps through it like a, epi- like some game. And she. Has I mean she's a great survivor. She hides in the fridge. Yeah, man. She uh, she is definitely doing the most to fucking not die to this robot. Yeah, she was stoned too. Like she was fucked up. Everyone was like, yeah. It's really a good. The two survivors of the situation still were function stuck. high. Right. I, that's one of the things. Like he was like, um, most of Richard Stanley's friends, from what I read about, he's like. They do better in tense situations while high. <laughs> yeah. So this movie is like saying that, which I don't know how true that is. It's It's got a level of fucking truth to it, man. It really calms your anxiety and your, your impulsive reaction. Oh no, you haven't seen some of my friends when they're. Oh, I've seen the worst they're... people fucking high, dude. I employed <laughs> one of my best friends. I'm not gonna name him. We don't even talk anymore. I haven't talked to him in over ten years, but I, I won't do him dirty like that. But I gave this kid a job, and he fucking got high at work one time, and all he had to do was press a button, and I fucking caught him standing there staring at the wall, <laughs> like just <laughs> looking up in the air. And I'm like, I walked up behind him, stood behind him for a good three, four minutes because if he wasn't pushing the button, production stopped. So I fucking, mm-hmm. I'm standing there, I'm like, yo. And he looks at me and goes, oh, suck. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you have the easiest job in the fucking building. Are you going to push the button? He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> fucking, I was like, oh, my God, dude, I'm going to fucking try. Well, there's, um, there's a lot of people that I know that wouldn't be able to survive a horror movie situation when they I know stoned. a lot of people that wouldn't be able to survive one, period. Well, you know what I mean. Like, if that's the reason why these people are able to survive, most of my friends would not be able to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so 
the robot's chasing her, and she goes into the bathroom, which looks like well, a middle school bathroom, but it has a small ass. Yeah, shower. this thing is. If you took like one of the new houses, well, around where I am, where they used see on HGTV or some shit where they got the mudding room when you walk in and the bathroom like this is or a locker room shower room you know it, it's yeah. fucking wall to wall tile like 13 feet wide but yeah the shower is like a 4 by 4 square with real glass oh yeah like well thick ass candy glass <laughs> but yeah <laughs> if fucking that shower door was thicker than any shower door I've ever seen and this okay this chick's already been thrown through glass once in the fucking movie. The robot already threw her through glass. And this is the second time we see... Or no, no, this this is the first time we see her go through glass. I'm sorry, I'm getting that mixed yeah. up. He throws her through glass after this. I'm fucking ruining it. <laughs> so the, do- the robot's been shot and blown up. Yeah, it hit several times by her when she was originally fighting it off. Yes. Like, it's been blown up Wait, like no, twice, he, I think, right? He already did throw her through glass. She came back up and got thrown through the shower because she already went through the window. She already fell out the window, got electrocuted. Yeah. We skipped yeah. over all of that. Well, she got thrown through the window, but, like, we're at the bathroom. I know, but that's the so end of the movie. This... The fuck... <laughs> like, we're at the end, dude. Fuck it. Okay, it's done. It happened. Well, we're, we're going back because we're saying this robot has been shot. Yes, he got shot by the shotgun it's when they broke in. It's multiple it got, times. It got blown up a little bit. It got it shot got somewhere up. and then shot out a window. Not blown up a little bit. That was a big explosion. <laughs> that that fucked up the thing, but it didn't. But if you watch any robot movies, you know the explosion doesn't stop Nothing the stops the robot short of severing the CPU or fucking water. Facts. <laughs> Which is, this is the water robot. Yes. So, she, this is the final battle of her and the Mark 13. And Shades finally comes to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> He's still tripping balls, man. This dude is, like, pretty much crying. He's having the worst trip of his life. <laughs> Yeah, and then he shoots the robot, but that doesn't do shit. I actually, you know what? I initially thought that the bullet bounced off the robot and hit him because he kind of stammers I think backwards. Did. I think it bounced off. I don't know if it hit him, but like I think the bullet bounces off the fucking robot. Yeah. So she turns on the shower. Because. Because water and it's hot. Yeah. It's, it's, something has to be. Yeah. <laughs> She says, I know what you want. Yeah, you want those water. <laughs> you want but your wet. This robot this robot always grabs her down and tr- tries to use his drill dick yeah, on her. Drill dick. Like that's twice. He's trying to give her the D, man. Everybody <laughs> else saw her naked through the fucking creepy dude. Yeah, and it's like, I'm gonna and it's taking it one step close like one step further than the trees and evil dead. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, you know he what? Has a drill. <laughs> the creepy dude is creepier than the fucking trees in Evil Dead. Yeah, he is. But like the robot is taking it one step further. And I'm going to use a drill. Yep. Drill dick. Yeah, it's a drill dick. I think what it was meant to do. It, I think 
because it injects you with the neurotoxin. What was the other fucking makes pit you... dick? We got armpit dick on an episode, and now we got drill dick. Yeah, and I think the drill dick, because of the way he holds the girl down, I think it's supposed to go up and, you know, um, maybe for destroying things. Destroying everything. It's all made to murder. It's got saw blades on it. It's got these rope tentacle things. It's got fucking claw fingers. It has... There's got to be a reason why this particular thing would go up in a certain area and fucking drill, though. Like, it's yeah, like... I, I think it's it's meant to drill through the chest cavity. I, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing it's probably supposed to be a strong enough drill bit to, say, like, drill through doors and shit, too, which would almost be the same level as your chest. I mean, for that robot... It does get erect, though, which is a little weird. You know, it comes straight out, and then all of a sudden it's pointing upward at almost a fucking 45-degree angle. Yeah, yeah, it's total drill dick, dude. I know. <laughs> so, turns on the water, they destroy it. The only two survivors are the ones that are stoned as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to the end where Niggy Pop comes back on the radio and he is like, congratulate, or she's going, we got some actual good news. <laughs> Your shit just they cut out again. Mass- <laughs> we have some actual good news. We have, like, they're mass producing the Mark 13 <laughs> and it's going to create jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, go figure. These dudes are fucking... We're gonna build a bunch of these new models. They're fucking updated. They're they're just gonna they're gonna totally succeed at killing everybody. Well, they I don't know, say but that. I mean that's totally but... what you're thinking the whole time. Because what the fuck, dude? Did yeah. this not make the news? Did this Mark Thirteen that was found in the desert reassembled and tried to murder everybody not get heard about? Well, I don't think it did. I think because everyone that actually witnessed it. Or was super high. Other than, or was super high, and you know the government probably covered it up. Yeah. So then they're like, "All right, we're we're gonna mass produce this thing, and we're gonna create jobs." (laughs) And you, they all these people are gonna go get jobs, get paid, create the robot that's gonna wipe them out. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's like Sky Skynet, but like. But people are the Skynet. Yeah. We're going to build the robots ourselves that are meant to wipe out humans. They're not building something that eventually comes to the conclusion that it needs to through artificial intelligence. Yeah. They're just building it outright, programmed to do it. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. it. Let's just go a step further and murder everybody. Why would we wait for them to do it? So I... All right, so we went through the plot. And so how do you feel about this movie? Do you would you recommend it? Always. Like, what would you? Always, always. If you see Richard Stanley's name on a movie, you're you're gonna want to see it. Like, period. Yeah. But um, yes, hardware is. It's um, God. I want I want to say. Even though it's his first major production, uh, it's still one of his strongest. All of his movies are pretty fucking great. He's 
he's pretty awesome. <laughs> like everything is really well done. I mean, it, you know, a lot of that's credited to the team he works with as far as production goes, camera people, fucking sound engineers, shit like that. Set designers, builders, selects people. all of that. But he he assembles his teams much like any other really strong director. I mean, Quentin Tarantino, he's a big one to name because he fucking, if he fucks with you, he fucks with you. He, he mm-hmm. uses the same people on a lot of shit that he does. Almost everything he does has the same recurring characters. Even Pulp Fiction, you know, that was supposed to be Madsen that played... Um, John Travolta's character, but he couldn't do it. He was tied up in another project, so they cast John Travolta. Yeah. And that birthed an entire career for John Travolta as the badass, gun-wielding fucking dude. He'd never done that before. And Yeah, and that didn't last very long. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, it didn't. That's It was kind of like a comeback for John yeah, Travolta. Yeah, that's, that's a story for another day. But he definitely, he got yeah. his fucking, he got his shot at doing a different line of work, acting-wise. Because before that, I mean, he was fucking talking to babies i mean give me give me a break you know <laughs> he was dancing yeah. in nightclubs john travolta's a badass but um yeah stanley is definitely the same way he he puts together amazing productions through the team that he builds and by really knowing what he wants and what he's going for his his idea of the picture is to me why they're so unique and they're they're fucking timeless i mean hardware if you watch it it's it's great it's like the first time you're watching it every time and fucking i just watched it for the first time in blu-ray and it was like watching it for the first time it looked amazing (laughs) and it still stands up like all strong productions in the 90s 80s 70s fucking some 2000s that are done with actual sets and shit. They, those films will never die. CGI always looks bad down the road. I mean, if you watch movies now, we were just watching fucking Harry Potter the other day, and that was 2001, man. You know what I mean? The CGI in that looked ridiculous. If you go back and watch The yeah, Matrix now, the CGI in that was the first to do that kind of shit. And it's, it still looks a little ridiculous, not the first Matrix. Yeah, but that badass. was a lot less CGI. If you go into like the third yeah. one where they get super heavy, it's once you hit two yeah, and three, it's fucking it's egregious. Bad. If you watch it now, it's like it's not acceptable. It's there's too much of it, and it doesn't look good. CGI just doesn't hold up over time. Where if you watch Aliens, Hardware, Dust Devil, fucking, you know, I don't care what the movie is, but if you watch things that have Chopping, chopping mall. mall, dude. I oh my god, death machine. Yeah, that's another one. If you watch any of that, even like um, movies with werewolves back then, you know, fucking amazing American Werewolf in London, shit like that. Uh, the Howling stuff, where people actually used physical props, props and all this shit, puppeteering, fucking, you know, just physical things on camera. No matter how ridiculous it looked when they were doing it, it it came out on screen exactly how they envisioned it, and it still stands the test of time because it's it's not going to get diluted with the progression in digitization of images. 
Yeah, and I know this is going to be a different conversation for <laughs> probably another movie, but um, it's almost like the difference between um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. yeah. and the new movie where they just look like Shrek and they fight Where they're Shrek, all um, CGI'd, yeah. I, I like the new ones. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably one of the few, but I loved Ninja Turtles. I liked what they did with the scripts and w- with uh, with that kind of shit for uh, the second one. And for the first one, yeah. I mean, there was some good action scenes and shit, but it is all CGI. The turtles look kind of ridiculous. and They look like... Sh- and the Shredder <laughs> looks like a Transformer. <laughs> you know what? Lay off. No, I'm just kidding. They, um, yeah, don't let Michael Bay touch anything at all. He was just a producer on that, and look what he fucking did to it. Like, nobody wanted to see the movie when they heard Michael Bay was doing it after Ninja, or fucking Transformers, and he actually came out and made a statement that he was just the producer on it, and people should really see it. And everybody was like, oh, you know what? If he didn't fucking touch this movie, I'm going to go see it. You go see it, and you're like, Michael Bay totally touched this fucking movie. Oh, yeah, his fingers are all over. And it's, I'm not even ashamed to say it. I mean, I love Michael Bay. Like, dude, he's he's done some pretty great work, but. Oh, yeah, his early he, stuff's uh, not bad. Don't let him touch a fucking fan favorite 80s cartoon, dude. It's like, on. I actually, I put out a fucking statement to Paramount a week and a half ago because they just optioned two new Transformers movies and one of them is rumored to be the start of the Beast Wars saga, while the other is supposed to be the reboot of Transformers. Uh, probably not a, supposed to say either of those things. That's my bad. Yeah. But, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's so the, the thing, right? The... And fuck Michael Bay, because I, I said, don't let Michael Bay touch this. Like, if you do, I'm not well, seeing the guy's it. Talented. I'm fucking... Yeah, he is. He's but... amazing, and I'm going to give him credit for that shit, definitely. Oh, yeah, he makes very pretty moving pictures. But, uh, he, dude, I loved Transformers. I'm sorry, that dude seriously pissed me off. They are not fucking 40 feet tall, dude. Where's the extra metal come from? A car doesn't have that much material. <laughs> like, they're, they're insanely, oh, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> but that said, the CGI, the graphics, the fucking stories, all of that, it's very pretty. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't say stories. The, the, well, they are stories, and they have <laughs> nothing to do with Transformers. But no, the story. It's like <laughs> Michael yeah. Bay did to Transformers, what J.J. Abrams did to Star Wars. <laughs> I actually like the J.J. Abrams. Oh my god, so do I. I like all three separately, but I don't like them as a trilogy. No, and. We probably yeah, we don't need to get into later. any of that. Here's our fucking random uh, ADD segment of this, <laughs> the show where we just trail off into fucking pop culture that's... Right. What, what were we talking about? Killer Robots? Star Wars. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I fucking... I do it. I'm the one that rolls off on tangents about Michael Bay being a dick. I love you, Michael. Seriously. You're not a dick. I don't. You're, you're not a dick. I don't, but you make very pretty movies. <laughs> we can't, we can't insult Michael Bay, dude. He'll shut us down. <laughs> yeah, I just wish I could shut my brain off long enough to actually enjoy. It. <laughs> We're just gonna keep <laughs> shit, <on> Michael Bay. <laughs> oh my god! 
I I'm I'm apologetic for the fucking level of I can't believe you did that that I have. <laughs> Not to you, to Michael oh. Bay. I can't believe he did that shit. Mm, fucking I can't. He made a shit ton of money. Oh my god, he did. I saw every single one of them. Tell me why I fucking saw and own every single one of them. And because you're hoping one of them's gonna be good, bro. My son loves those movies, dude. My son would well, watch Transformers kids. Revenge of the Fallen on repeat, and he has. I watched that movie for nine hours straight once, and I was like, I swear to God, if I if I have to repeat a day in a time loop, like this would be the most tumultuous one because I get him the whole time cuddled up loving Transformers but at the same time I'm watching Michael Bay Transformers on repeat it's the epitome of hell loop okay can't you get him to watch a good movie like Pacific Rim or something Mm. (laughs) don't get me started on Pacific Rim (laughs) I don't even want to go there I fucking hated that movie I did like the second one though and a lot of people fucking disagree and say the first one was better. And I disagree and say the second one was better. I actually liked both of them. Um, I think the first one is great for, like, it's like a Michael Bay movie. Like, <laughs> it's all special. Yeah, we, we were it's just talking spectacle. about hating Michael Bay, and you fucking exactly reference why I didn't like the first one. <laughs> Yeah, we're it's just a, laying into Michael but... Bay, and then you're like, "Well, I mean, it's like a Michael Bay movie. I love it. <laughs> it <laughs> is, it is." But it's for some reason Guillermo del Toro's. Um, yeah, who is another fucking like, legend, and we definitely can tackle some of his shit too. I well, love del Toro. For some reason, his like pushing against my childhood nostalgia is different than Michael Bay doing it. <laughs> Yeah, but because there's some stupid shit in Pacific Rim, but yeah, it's great. There's some stupid shit in the Transformers, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna fucking. I won't say you're wrong. Michael Bay did to Transformers what whoever the fuck cares did to Attack on Titan. <laughs> like that was terrible. dude. Why? This is the only thing I can fucking say when I even... Why? Well, they're going to make live-action shit for every anime now. Well, they have That's been the... for a while. It all started with... Um, God, what was this? I can't ever... Rena- Dragon Ball. No, there's... there's um, Okay, so they did The Last Airbender, which... Yeah, that was after Dragon Ball. Are Are you sure? I thought Last Airbender came out at the same time as Avatar, which was a year before before Dragon Ball, I think. Uh, hold on. No, I'm, 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 Dragon Ball Evolution, and then... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to look this up really quick, because, I mean, I'm probably wrong, but... Are we talking about the American versions, or just in general? No, the, the U.S. releases. Alright, so yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution was before um, Avatar, or Last Airbender. And that's not really anime, but... Yeah, I mean, you're right. It was a year before it. So, yeah, we had Dragon Ball Evolution that was egregious. <laughs> we had The Last Airbender, which just totally shit all over Avatar. And, <laughs> oh, my God. I want to have good things well, to say about it, and I really liked the graphics in it, but... 
Which one? The last, last Airbender. Airbender. Uh, yeah, you can't. There's a part in M. Night Shyamalan's um, filmography where he goes fucking downhill, and it's after his second movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this guy made six cents, and then he was like, you know what? Fuck movies. <laughs> he citizen gained him, so. <laughs> he, he, he fucking. He made one of the greatest plot twists and mind fucks of a movie, and then he was like, you know what? The Village. Last air, then he made Unbreakable, which is great. It too. is, and that's Unbreakable is what spawned my Shyamalan rule. If he does a movie without Bruce Willis, it's trash. And then I saw Split in theaters, and I was like, "Oh my god, M Night Shyamalan fucking did it! He made a great movie without oh my god, there's fucking Bruce Willis." <laughs> well, yeah, he came back. He's right like, there at the end to set it up for the trilogy. Well, he had to come back to one of the movies that actually worked. Yeah, but like, The Sixth Sense isn't part of that series. Name another M. Night Shyamalan movie that is amazing that doesn't have Bruce Willis. You can't do it because every single movie that he made without Bruce Willis is trash. And Bruce Willis is only in Split for fucking 43 seconds. And it's still (laughs) great. It it was great without Bruce Willis. I'm making a joke. Yeah, it would have been great without him. I mean... I don't know. James Science McAvoy okay. fucking he tore that movie up. Oh yeah, it, the signs was okay. Like signs is actually a good movie. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a fan. I actually I liked that movie for an alien movie. It's it's got that suspense where you don't ever see it until the end, but you know what's happening. And fucking you know Mel you know, Gibson, water man. Is the weakness. I mean Melly Mel. And then they spoofed it for Scary Movie, and that was the funniest shit in the world. Yeah, but, like, The Happening, I I didn't like. The Village, I didn't really like. Lady in the Water was me. Yeah, I wanted, I really, really wanted to like Lady in the Water. And, um, I mean, I, I think it's decent. I do, but it wasn't... I think it might be my own fault because I really, I wanted a lot from it. And I mean, anytime you do that, you're really setting your own self up for failure. No matter. I don't know about that because let's go back to Richard Stanley. Well, I mean, his two movies. I, I, I don't <laughs> expect a lot from him. I, I just know I'm going to get it. <laughs> like, like, well, like, same with like Quentin Tarantino, you know, after he did Reservoir Dogs, I was like, I will see any fucking movie this dude makes. And that was that was after True Romance and Natural Born Killers. And I saw both of those when they came out. I, I fucking loved each of those movies and he didn't even get to direct them. And after yeah. after he finally got to direct, I mean, the whole world knew it was a wrap. They were like, this guy, this is what it's about. And yeah. Quentin is. This dude does make pretty good movies. He's he's a fucking, he's a wonderful person, director, and he he doesn't just direct. You know what I mean? He fucking, he makes a world, and it's, it's something else, man. He he totally encapsulates everything he's doing, and it, or he everything he wants to do and wants to build in his little universe of movies. Like they're all connected, and that's. Amazing in itself, but like he has like his own fact- brands and shit that he makes for his movies. Yeah, I like how you could watch his movies and you could 
see where he got the influences from. Because I watch yeah. a lot of those grindhouse flicks too, and the, like Lady Snowblood he, he fucking, and all those has, movies. That... He has homages and tributes to so many, like not not just um, situational or scene wise, but I mean the the way a scene is acted or mm-hmm. certain shots. Yeah, the way a camera is set up, angles, fucking speeds the way a, a, a fucking like a flowing shot would be filmed it's you could just get a camera shot that's a throwback to somebody else paying tribute to fucking great work because he's he's really a fan and passionate about movies and that's why i think and that and he's just he's an amazing writer that dude pounds out fucking scripts you you just you're in awe of I um, I can't name one movie that he's done that I don't like. Oh yeah, I can't name one movie that he's done that I don't like either. But there's, you know, it's a Tarantino movie as soon as you start hearing somebody talk. You know, it's a Tarantino movie as soon as like yeah, just the feel of it. I mean, Oliver Stone totally fucking tore apart Natural Born Killers, but. The original story is Tarantino, and that's how I always knew it was Tarantino because he got no credit for that movie. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I've always been a little upset about that. I think I've talked about that before, though. I think it's ridiculous yeah. that Oliver Stone still to this day claims that movie when, like, the story and the script, screenplay, whatever you want to call it, it he, yeah. I think it's wrong. I know Tarantino had to sell it, and they wouldn't let him make it himself, but we all know he did it, dude. Give him a fucking credit um, on the movie. <laughs> um, he's done better than that. So. Oh, yeah. He fucking... He showed them how bad he wanted it, and how yeah, well he could he... do it. <laughs> and fuck... And everybody that he's worked with has stuck by him since. I'm actually, I'm really excited for his next project. Um, I, I'm not sure when it comes out, but he's he's got Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro working together for the first time in one of his movies. Oh, that'd be cool. Each of them has done over 13 films. They are the two biggest recurring actors in, or no, that's Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah, who does fucking who does he have? Tarantino's got somebody coming back too, and I can't remember who it is. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> well, he yeah, he uses all <laughs> the same people, but he's um, God. Now all I can think about is Scorsese. Yeah, well, let's go back to um, hardware. We can't. You fucking ended it. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about whether we'd recommend it, and then we got off on the Michael Bay tangent. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah, let's give it a rating. Hardware. Um, call this episode. So we're still doing this, the ten points for the older movies. So I will. No, ten points is for new movies. Oh, you're right. You're right. But, All right. So I will definitely give this movie a four point two, maybe even a four point three. I recommend it. It's it's definitely worth watching and rewatching. I'll give it a four point five. It's good. Um... Like especially when this was made, went in like ninety two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because no, Dust Devil's ninety two. Nineteen ninety then. 
Yeah, yeah it is so... 90. You're right. Dust Devil was 92. I could, I could, every time we fucking think about this shit, I could just click this and fucking look. Huh. Yeah, Hardware's 1990, Dust Devil's 92. It, it, show, it shows in the episode that we're being authentic. We don't know what the... <laughs> yeah. We didn't write this shit beforehand. Yeah, we de- this is definitely not scripted with our fucking ADD speeches. You couldn't script that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> fucking Michael Bay, dude. I'll edit the fuck out of that. Yeah, I'll edit the fuck out of this. But I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> None. All right. Um, yeah. Watch the movie. It's good. I know we both recommend it. We're both... Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty partial Fans. to Richard Stanley's work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean that's why we're giving it a whole week. I mean, yeah, especially with Color Out of Space coming out and finally getting to see that movie. Fuck, his he his comebacks are stronger than the shit people are putting out every year. <laughs> right. He could fucking take another seventeen year hiatus and just come back. No, he's <laughs> like, no, dude, I'm so waiting. No, like I don't want to wait another seventeen. Years. Yeah, he's he's like that the was more than seventeen years. So that was like twenty three. Like, yeah, that was like twenty three. I mean, years. yeah, doc twenty four because Doctor Moreau would have been his, and that was nineteen ninety six. So I mean, it's twenty twenty now. Are you sure it wasn't ninety four? What Doctor Moreau? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. I I still have my uh I pulled my server up because that's where I can look at the names of. Or the the years on the other ones. So since I was just looking at Hardware and Dust Devil, Dr. Moreau's right next to it. It was 96. But so 23 years, because Color Out of Space came out last year, so. He, well, it wasn't in theaters this year, though? It was a 2020 release. Um, it was very limited, though. Yeah, I think it started release in 2019. Hold on. I I got it, so I can look at that, too. It might be listed as a 2020 I'm sure it's listed as a 19. It is. It is listed as a 2019. Yeah, but I didn't start hearing about it coming out in theaters until this year. I knew it was being made a couple years ago, but it only started showing up in theaters and everyone was getting excited about it this year. Yeah, it it got a bigger release this year, which is... Definitely was, deserved it. I think, all right, yeah, 2019 was probably in the film festival circuit. Yeah, and very limited, like, L.A., New York release, I think. Probably Sundance. Probably. Or Toronto or some shit like that. That's where everything goes. Yeah, you're not wrong. They get fucking lucky. That's, I'm, yeah, it's... It's kind of annoying, to be honest. I don't want to get into a whole tangent about how much I'd like to fucking see movies. Especially considering some of those... What was it? Was it Color Out of Space that I looked up that cost $6 million to make and fucking only made 700000 in theaters? I think so. That's not counting um, anything after because you know that's going up. With all the DVD buys and stuff like that. I'm sure it's changing every day, but that does include it. That was total gross worldwide. And not yeah. not theatrical. That was just... The theatrical was like 200 and something thousand. Or th- oh, you know, it's boomed. 
Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's getting a lot of word it just of mouth. came it's, out. It's good. It was uh, came out what the twenty. Yeah, you got it like two days after release, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah like the twenty seventh. I think it's supposed was supposed to come out on the twenty fifth. Yeah, it might be right. <clears throat> that probably is right, actually. So it's only really been out on Blu-ray for a week. Yeah. <clears throat> and like everyone on Slasher is going, I just bought this. Man. Yeah, I'm checking this out and it's like, good, watch the rest of his shit. <laughs> like, do yourself a favor, find out who Richard Stanley is. Oh, some of that shit's hard to find out. Yeah, I know. I mean, a lot of, well, hardware is maybe harder to find. I know Dust Devil right now is. Well, it's pretty hard to for find. a little bit. It was easier to find with the release of the multi-disc set, but that's all sold out. So now it's just as hard to find as it was before. Well, the hardware is pretty easy to find. You could buy the Severin um, release and the regular Blu-ray. Um, Dust Devil is the one where it gets difficult. Like there's a most of the stuff you'd have to have a region to DVD player. Yeah. Or Blu-ray Well, I mean, that's... Yeah, they had that limited release of the fucking PAL version of everything. Or you could, like, dish out, like, a shit ton of money for the final cut. Yeah. Which, uh... Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be well worth it. Oh, yeah. It is. But that's when we get to it. So that will be what... I'm actually... The next episode. Yeah. I was going to say, um... Well, yeah, we have to go there. That's the next movie, so mm-hmm. that's what's going down. So you want to tell them where they can find you? Always slasher, slash, slash, slasher. I am uh, currently not going on my Facebook. <laughs> and oh yeah, uh, Lent. I gave it up for Lent. There's not much else uh, a clean, sober vegan can give up for Lent. So I chose <laughs> Facebook. Because, I mean, I'm I'm on Slasher too much and other social media stuff. So, I just, uh, I gave up the one that's the most toxic that I don't give a shit about. But uh, all social media, you can find me at G-E-E-F-Bird. G-Bird, everywhere. It's not Facebook. Yeah, just, well, I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to find me on Facebook by that anyway. And then, uh, yeah, so why the fuck did I bring it up? <laughs> Maybe I cut a contact high from fucking hardware. <laughs> so, uh... Slasher is definitely the way to go. Yeah. It's, um, that's the, that's, that's, that's the best too, place. So. That's where everybody is. That's where all the good weirdos are. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. And check out fucking hardware. Yeah, check out hardware if you're able to find it. Yeah. Richard Next. Stanley, just fucking email the guy and be like, dude, give me your movies. Right. Uh, find them if you're able to. Next episode is going to be Dust Devil, so come back and join us for that. Yes. Because that's a fucking good movie. It is a good movie. <clears throat> All right. Bye. All right, take it easy, everybody. <laughs>